from KQED. You're listening to Cued Up. I'm Ryan Levy, and today we're going to meet a young girl named Gracie. My name is Gracie, and I am six and a half years old. And what did you have for breakfast? Cinnamon sugar toast and green grapes. Good. I like green grapes, too. That other voice you hear is John Brooks. He's the editor of KQED's Future of You blog. And he talked with Gracie last year at a special camp she was at. What is special about uh, all the kids who go here? Um, they're really nice to me, and they like to play with me a lot. That wasn't exactly the answer John was looking for, so he tried again okay. with a little so, help from Gracie's uh, mom. Ask her, like, what is special about you, and that's the same. Right, what is special about you, and is the same as everybody else in the camp. I'm transgender, and there's other kids that are transgender, too. Gracie is a seven-year-old girl. When I spoke to her last year, she was six. What was interesting about Gracie is that she transitioned socially at a very early age, which was four years old. Now, social transitions are different from medical transitions. There's nothing physical done. But with Gracie, they did a name change, they did a pronoun change, and they actually changed her birth certificate from boy to girl. John said what drew him to stories like Gracie's was, quite honestly, he didn't really get it. I'm in my 50s, and I find it fascinating that I now have reached an age where I've become my father, in the sense that I don't understand what's going on anymore. You know, I, I had a friend who told me, kids today, they don't think if you're born, you know, a male, that you're a male, you, you might be a, a woman, and then you can sometimes go back and forth. And that was a very alien concept to me two years ago. So I really wanted to explore this, to talk to the children. When you talk to the kids and the parents, you really see, you know, this can be very agonizing for parents, you know, and for kids. Now talk about maybe when Gracie was three and like take us through sort of the stages as this idea grew in your yeah. mind. From 18 months to three and a half, that's two years of just constant obsession on all things girl. As soon as she could tell us, it was, I'm a girl, I'm, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter. I'm that girl on that show, I'm that girl in that book, I'm the princess, I'm this, I'm I'm her. And they tried to get their boy to be a boy. Early on, we did try to discourage this. We filled her world with trucks and dinosaurs and superheroes, and we refused girl things. Like, no, you can't be Elsa for Halloween, you have to be Superman. No, you can't have the dolls for Christmas. We're going to get you a pirate ship. Do you remember back, uh, you know, what it was like when, when you were a boy or people thought that you were a boy? What was that like? It, it was not right to me, and I didn't want people to say that, but they said it. And it hurt in my feelings a lot. Did it make you angry at all? No, it just made me sad. Clearly, they are now very supportive and have been very affirmational for Gracie. Um, what, what changed their mind and moved them towards that? What changed their mind is, as Molly put it, 
I just got tired of seeing my kid never light up. You never got to see that sparkle or that sort of magic of like a Christmas morning or like just regular day-to-day happiness. And I got to a point where I was like, I can't do it anymore. I need to see my child light up. So I think it was around three, three and a half that we started to figure out that we needed outside help. And I think the turning point was when the family took a vacation to Ireland and the stewardesses on the plane actually treated Gracie as a girl. And she was so happy with that, um, that Gracie just pressed her mom and her dad, like, can't we please do this? What if we do this? What if we let our son walk into the world in a dress with fairy wings and crowns and high heels and even just in regular girl clothes? What if we let him do all of this and then he changes his mind? And we just went through all of this for nothing. And I'm going to tear up just thinking about it, but she said, that's not the question. The question is, what if you don't do it? What is proven and what will happen? And what I'm hearing when you describe the insistence of your child is you're going to end up with a child who's anxious and depressed and feels ashamed and is resentful. And as soon as I knew there was even a chance that my kid could feel ashamed of who they are, there was no way. Sorry. I just, I had to support. I had to listen. And I had to let her steer a little bit. When you first um, heard Gracie's story and were talking with her family, what were what were you thinking about hearing about you know this little girl that had transitioned socially transitioned at such a young age? I was surprised. I actually did not know that kids so young were actually transitioning to transgender. And when you speak to the school that calls themselves the gender affirmationist, the psychologist and the clinicians who recommend this approach. They say they've socially transitioned kids as young as three. Wow. You know, one of the clinicians told me they would probably consider as, as uh, young as two because when the kids get language, that's when they start expressing, you know, that they're transgender. So there's this gender affirmation school, but they're not the only, it's not a universally agreed upon approach. There's this other school that isn't as um, gung-ho or as supportive of these really early social transitions. What, what do they say? Well, this is primarily what they call the Dutch model. In Amsterdam, there's a, a pretty famous clinic there that has been training transgender youth um, for a while. And they base their approach on a set of research studies. Those findings showed that most transgender kids, by the time they reach adolescence, will no longer identify as transgender. Now, that's in the literature, that's called desistance. What exactly does that mean? Desistance is, uh, you know, you could say maybe they grew out of it. It was just a phase. They desist from being transgender. And the kids who continue are called persisters. And I understand that desistance is a pretty intense, loaded word in the transgender community right now. It's a loaded word, and it's especially a loaded concept. There are transgender activists who think desistance is being used as a kind of a cudgel 
to deny them transgender identity, to say that transitioning is not for their own good. But the fact is, almost every study has shown that kids wind up not identifying as transgender. But I do want to say uh, there's another school of thought that does not give credence to that research. And I think what a lot of the parents are going on, they see their kids before unhappy, after happy. As a parent, that is a very powerful observation. John Brooks, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Brian. You can read John's whole story on Gracie and this entire debate on our website, kqed.org slash qedup. Next week, we're going to be getting you ready to vote in the June 5th primary. What questions do you have about the races and propositions on the ballot? Email us at queuedup at kqed.org. One more time, that's q-e-d-u-p at kqed.org. Send us your questions and we'll try to answer them on next week's show. I'm Ryan Levy. Have a good week. Like I just said, we're just over a week away from primary day here in California. One of the biggest races on the ballot is for San Francisco mayor. And lucky for you, all of the top candidates have been interviewed on KQED's Political Breakdown podcast. It's not only a good chance to hear about some of their policy positions, but hosts Marisa Lagos and Scott Schaefer get personal with the candidates, like talking with Angela Alioto about the time her mom went missing. I've lived in the city 37 years. I did not know your mom went missing for 18 oh, during the Zemus. Famous. Yeah, I, yeah, I, famous. I, we found the old Chronicle articles. They, it was crazy. Aren't those gorgeous photographs of her? Oh, yeah. Check out Political Breakdown wherever fine podcasts are found. <laughs>